Shalom Uvracha to all. Welcome back to Nachyomi Torat Imecha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Micha Haritz. Today we will continue our study of Sefer Shoftim. We are up to Parak Vav. With Parak Vav, we move into the time period of a new Shofate. And the new Shofate and Savior of Israel that we will meet is Gidon. Uh, when preparing this parak, I actually found the beginning of the parak to be particularly interesting in light of Inyane de Yoma. Even before we meet Gidon, we are once again told of the trouble that the Israelites face in their land. The first five, the first six, and the children of Israel did bad in the eyes of Hashem. And God gave them into the hands of the Midianites for seven years. So the Sefer Shoftim is full of times of subjugation, times of peril, times of salvation, times of quiet. He gave them into the hands of Midian for seven years. From the word O is strength. And the hand of Midian was strengthened over Israel. I thought this was so interesting because of the ruling of time period, these seven years of Midian, the children of Israel made for themselves tunnels that are in the mountains and caves and citadels. They made for themselves hiding places because they had to hide from the enemy. The Yisrael, and it was if Israel would sow seed, if produce would grow. What would happen if they had bounty and crops, if they had greenhouses and farms, if they had beautiful produce of the bounty of the land of Israel? And Amalek and the sons of the east, and they would come upon the Israelites to attack them. And the enemy camped upon them. Enemy destroyed the produce of the land. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable to, for me at least, to be preparing and teaching and studying together with you. Say fresh him in light of what Kaisra is facing since October the seventh. When we read of the territories, when we read of the enemies, when we read of their tactics, when we read of the borders and the cities of the land, and the enemy came up, they encamped against them and they destroyed the produce of the earth. Until you come. To Aza. Imagine this. There was no sustenance. There was no Micha left in Israel. There was no sheep. There was no ox. There was no donkey. There was no produce left. There was no animals left. Because they would go up with their cattle, the and their tents. Uba'u kide arba, they would come like locusts, la rove, in great quantity. There was no end to the number of enemy and to their modes of transportation, their camels. And they came into the land simply to destroy the land. When Israel became impoverished very much because of these bandit forces that would come in to destroy the work of their hands. They had to go into the tunnels. They had to go into caverns, into citadels, into caves. And the enemy got together, forces of Midjan, Amalek, B'nai Kedem. They banded together. They simply came in to destroy the land. There was no food left. There was no produce. There were no animals left. By Yisraku B'nai Hashem. And in such times of travail, the children of Israel called out to Hashem. I just really found these beginning pesukah very evocative, very descriptive, and very timeless. And we see that the travail and the enemy that we face is really the reincarnation of a timeless enemy. And the 
time period or epochs of history that we live through have been lived through before by our forefathers before us and their battle for the land. And we have to remember that just like ultimately they prevailed and Hashem saved them. Baruch Hashem, Ba'azur Hashem, Bechaldar Adar, Amdi Muleinu Chalaseinu, but ultimately the Kosh Baruch Umatzi Leinu Biyadam. And that's exactly what the next Pasuk says. So to me personally, just in preparing this year, and we haven't even met Gidon yet, but the first seven Pesukim are, are, are really, are, wow. Nevuah Shehut Zuchel Doros Nechtava. So the children of Israel cried out to Hashem over the news of Midian, meaning over what Midian was doing to them, the subjugation. Now we're going to start to meet Gideon. And Hashem sent a man, a prophet, to the children of Israel. And Hashem said, And this, this man, this prophet, this angel in the, in the garb, the cloak of a man said, So says Hashem, the God of Israel, I brought you up from the land of Egypt. I took you up from the house of slavery. I saved you from the Egyptians and all of your oppressors and I chased them away before you and I gave you this land and I said to you I am Hashem do not be afraid of the gods of the Emirates that you sit in their midst in their land but this angel of God says but you did not listen to my voice so I was forced says the angel of God to send reminders that there is a Kosh Baruch in this world and an angel of Hashem came and he sat under the Elah under this tree, this it's usually translated as terebinth. He sat under a tree, Asher Ba'afra. I also found this to be so interesting because I mentioned to you that we recently returned from uh, our trip to Eretz Yisrael, and on our last day of touring, if you can call it, our last day of clinging to the land for this trip, exploring the beauty of the land, we spent time in the communities. It was Arab Shabbat. We were delivering Shabbat boxes to Chayalim at army bases, in Pina Chama, in checkpoints in the pouring rain, our brave, brave, courageous Chayalim standing in the pouring rain to defend Am Yisrael and Medina Yisrael. We visited Ofra, Bet El, Givat Asaf, um, Psagot, and made checkpoints along the way. And here we see that the angel of Hashem appears to Gidon in Ofra. Another thing we are reminded of is how ancient our land is and how ancient our connection to the land is. And Gidon was the son of Yoash, the father of the tribal clan Ezri, Avi Ezri. And an angel of God appears to him, Gidon ben Yoash. And Gidon wants a sign. Gidon is in Afra. And he asks for a sign, some sort of miracle, to know that this angel is really an angel of God, an emissary of God. And the angel says to him in Pasuk Yudbet, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Verse 12. The angel says to him, Do not worry. He says, Hashem will be with you. You are a mighty warrior. And the next Pasuk also really moves me very much. Pasuk Yud Gimel. I just feel that going through Shoftim during this time, I, I know I'm repeating myself. I know I sound like a broken record. I'm sorry. I'm just, just very moved by, by the verses here. Listen to Pastor Gidgima. The Yomri love Gidon, and Gidon says to this emissary of God, Be Adoni, the Eisha Shami Manu, the Lama Matsasanu Kozos, the Aye Konaflo Savash or Sipulan of Usainu Lemar, Halama Mitzrayim Helenu Hashem, the Ata, Nitashanu Hashem, Vaitnenu Bakaf Midjan. Gidon asks a timeless question. Perhaps you. I've never asked. But sometimes we wonder. We wonder what Gidon expresses. And Gidon says to him, Please, Hashem, emissary of God, you say Hashem is with us? Why have all these travails befallen us? 
Where are all the wonders that our forefathers taught that our forefathers told us about? That Hashem took us out of Egypt. Did Hashem not take us out of Egypt? Did he not do wonders? However, and now he has abandoned us and he gave us into the hands of the Midianites. It is true that we can never ask why Hashem does what he does. I mean, we can ask, but there's no answer. It's a futile question. We don't say, I think I taught this into Hillam, Chav Beis, cycle two. We don't say, Lama Azavtani. We say, Lama Azavtani. Rav Sham Shafal Hirsch, Tzahilam 22. Two. We don't say, why have you abandoned me, God? We say, for what purpose did you abandon me? But I just find this question of Gidon, who is a Gibra Chaya, who is going to be the salvation, the savior, the one sent by God to save the people against Midian. Gidon also asks questions. I found that to be very, very powerful. Uh, we see that a Gibra Chayel, a Navi, a Shofet, he also wonders, where's a Kosh Baruch But of course Hashem is going to reveal himself. Hashem is going to do great miracles to show that, no, he is always present. Even if we don't exactly see him, even if it's hard to find him, Hashem is always there. Hashem says, no, Hashem turns them, the angel of Hashem turns them and says, go with your strength and save Israel. And Gidon says, with what shall I save Israel? I am the youngest in my father's house. Hashem says, but I will be with you. Pasuk Tazayin. Ki imach, which is, by the way, what Hashem told Moshe as well. The ki says midjan, ki because I will be with you. I once read, by Riskin, it's written uh, in the book, Letters to My Grandchildren, I believe. To be alone with God is to be with the majority of one. Hashem says, you want to know how you'll be successful? I will be with you. By the way, the name Ahaya is the very name Hashem told Moshe at the burning bush to tell the Bnei Yisrael that God has come to save them. Says Rabbi Riskin, to be alone with God is to be with the majority of one. So Gideon says, well, that's very nice, but I need a miracle that you are speaking. And Gideon prepares a whole meal for this angel. And the angel performs a miracle. And a fire comes up from the staff and from the rock and consumes the offering that Gidon presents, the meat, the unleavened bread. And Gidon sees that he is an angel. And Gidon says, wow, I have seen the angel of God face to face, which is, by the way, what Yaakov Avinu says after the fight on the river Yabok with the angel. Okay, you see how Torah continues from generation to generation, from Torah to Nevi'im to Ketuvim. And Hashem says to him, this angel of Hashem says to him, Shalom lecha, al tembus. Yes, you have seen an angel of God, but peace unto you. Do not be afraid, you will not die. He then builds an altar. Hashem Shalom. We call the name, and we know one of the names of Hashem is, is Shalom. The Gemara tells us in Masechah Shabbos, Yur Abad Beis, that one of the names of Hashem is Shalom. And he builds this Mizbech, he calls it Hashem Shalom, until this very day. Odenib ba'afras. Of the Ezrai. And to this day, it is still in Afra, which is in the possession of the Avi Ezri, Gidon's clan. Afra, I was just there a few days ago. Maybe some of you listening to this live in Afra. Ashrechem. <laughs> and it was that night, and he has a vision of Hashem. Hashem tells him, You have to smash the Avodazara, the Baal and the Asherah that is in the possession of your father. 
and he takes 10 men from his servants and he smashes the Asherah and the Baal, but he does it at night. He has to do it at night because he's afraid of the people of the city. And in the morning, the men of the city arise and they see that the altar to Baal was smashed and the sacred Asherah tree was cut down. And they say, who did this? And they find out that Gido and the son of Yoash did this. And they're very angry. They say to Yoash, the father, take out your son, give him to us and he shall die. He smashed the Baal, he cut down the Asherah. And Yoash was very smart. He saved the son in a very wise way. He said, don't be such a kana. If Baal has power, Baal will fight on his behalf, on his own behalf. If Asherah has power, Asherah will fight on his own behalf. Why are you so worried about taking down my son? If you're worried about the covet of Baal, very, very smart. If he would have said, my son is righteous, my son did the right thing, they would have killed him too. He had such a chachma. He said, don't worry. Asherah will fight for Asherah. Baal will fight for Baal. You don't need to worry about their covet. And they, they agree. The people agree. The spirit of Hashem was with Gidon. Gidon is saved. Asherah and Baal are smashed. And then in Pasuk Lamed Gimel, we're told that war is amassing on the border. Look at this. To fight the Israelites, the enemies get together. Midjan, Amalek, and the sons of the east, the Bnei Kedem, all gather together. And they come and they camp in Amik Israel. They're ready for battle. So Gideon is cloaked in the spirit of God. We know the Chatzotrots are to rouse the people to war. He blasts the shofar and he calls the troops. He mobilizes. There's a call up. There's a miluim. Everyone has to come to battle. They send eight messengers to Asher, to Zvulin, to Naphtali, and the troops come. Gideon asks Hashem for another miracle. This is very, very famous. He asks Hashem for another miracle. And he says, if you will save Israel by my hand, I want a sign of your salvation. I will spread a woolen fleece on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece alone and the rest of the ground is dry, I know that you will save Israel. And he was when he woke up the next morning. He came. It was so as he spoke. And what happened? He wrung out the fleece. He squeezed out dew from the fleece. There was so much dew. It was a full basin of water. And the land around it was dry. The ground around it was dry. And then Gideon says to God, one more miracle. Do not be angry at me, but I will speak again. That's what Avram said when he was davening. I have to ask again for the people of stone. 50, then 40, then 45. Please don't be angry at me. Did I speak again? Now Gideon says, let's do it the other way. Now that there be dryness on the fleece, and the entire ground should have dew. And he woke up, which is another name for Gideon, Yerubal, because of his fight with Baal that he had, so to speak. Oh, I'm sorry, I went into Pesuk Zion. Okay, you've got a prelude of tomorrow. I went into Pesuk Zion. Prelude of tomorrow. Lamaisa, I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong place in the Nevi'im. Last Pesuk. Last Pesuk, God did as Gidon requested that night. There was dryness on the fleece alone and the whole rest of the earth was wet with dew. He didn't understand Hashem was with him and he would now be the one to go save Kal Yisrael. Okay, I look forward to continuing our learning tomorrow. Thank you for studying together. Each deeply devoted and proud to transmit their family's Torah legacy to the next generations. Call Tov and thank you to all.